tonight. Revelation chapter number 2, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Revelation chapter 2 and verse number 1. If you're there, say Amen. The Bible said unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. John the Revelator's writing, he said, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne and hast patience, and for my name's sake, hast labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. How do you solve such a problem? Verse number 5. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first words, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Of course, we'll take our text from verse number 4. And I want to preach on this thought. Thou hast left thy first love. You pray with me. Please pray for me tonight. Father, we love you. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. Thank you, Lord, uh, God, that you come by our way on Sunday, Lord. I sure do thank you uh, for showing up like you did. Now, Lord, here we are again. And God, we need your touch. Lord, we need fresh bread, fresh manna. God, from the portals of glory. Lord, I can't preach on my own. And so, God, I pray, Lord, that you'd give me that uh, special touch. Lord, give me the anointing of the Holy Ghost. God, help me to preach in the power and the demonstration. Uh, God, of the Spirit of God. Lord, use your word to prick the hearts of those who are here tonight. God, draw that sinner that's lost. God, draw the prodigal. Lord, draw those who are, have, have left their first love. God, please let us gear our hearts and our minds toward the things that will be said tonight from the precious Scriptures of the Word of God. Lord, use us. And for what you do, we'll thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name and for His sake and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Briefly tonight, by way of introduction, I want to remind you it is here on the Isle of Patmos where John the Revelator has begun writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of God. We understand that John has begun dealing with their uh, current relationship, if you will, with the Lord Jesus Christ. May I say you must return to your first love, which is Christ. That is his theme in Revelation chapter number 2. Somebody would say, well, how could one do that? John begins to illustrate very quickly in verse number 5. He tells them, therefore, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. Pay attention to verse number 2. The Bible said, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. Thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars and has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and not fainted. I want to say again tonight this church, they look like everything's going good. If you were to look at them from the outside looking in, you would find a body of believers at that place called Ephesus that were laboring for the Lord. You would find that they were patient and waiting on the Lord. You would find that they were good at identifying God 
those who claim to be something they were not. May I say if we've ever lived in a day of replicas and lookalikes, my God, we're living in that day and hour today. Somebody said, how do you know? What are you supposed to do? Exactly what they did. This church at Ephesus, the Bible said in verse number 2, Thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. How many of y'all know that there's more than... Listen now, what I'm about to say, and this is in the Scriptures, in this day and hour, there's more than one Jesus being preached. Uh, the God of the Bible is not the God that lives in the heart of many. Uh, may I say there's many that profess they know God, but in works they deny Him being abominable and reprobate. Uh, can I say tonight on a Wednesday night uh, to the cream of the crop, uh, I'm glad we got the real thing. I'm glad to be a part of a church uh, where the Holy Ghost of God shows up. Uh, it's not foreign if God begins to move. It don't scare us if our plans uh, get messed up. It don't throw us out of whack if God takes over a service. Uh, somebody ought to thank God uh, that a child of God can walk in this building and know they really are on holy ground. Uh, may I say it's not the message, but don't take it for granted in this day and hour uh, to go to a church where the Lord uh, is present and His power is manifested and His Spirit is drawing uh, and His people are gathered together in His name uh, to do what He's called us to do. May I say Ephesus was that kind of church. Could you think it would be possible Brother Shelby uh, to have all their ducks in the row? I mean their eyes are dotted and their T's are crossed. John through the through the Holy Ghost begins to brag on them in verses two and three. But then you find verse number four. He said, "Nevertheless, despite you having it all together, he said, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love." May I say tonight? I want to remind you: we can do it all for Him. We can preach from the King James Bible. We can sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual song singing, making melody uh, unto the Lord, admonishing ourselves uh, and teaching one another. Uh, we can have altar calls and we can have prayer meetings and revival. Uh, we can do everything just right. Uh, but if our heart is not geared to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's all vanity of vanity, uh, as Solomon would say. My friend, I don't ever just want to get caught up on the do's and the don'ts and forget about the one uh, that gave us the do's and the don'ts. Uh, may I say you can go so far to the right uh, that you, you begin to add to the Word of God. You begin to create your own uh, standard. You begin. I'm going to tell you what you get. If you get too far right, you get legalist. Uh, you go way too far. Uh, but then if you go too far to the left, you're liberal. Uh, you'll drop your standards. Uh, I mean, we're living in a day and hour. Are y'all going to help me tonight? Uh, we're living in a day and hour 
Lord, we're on one side, everything goes. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's no standard. Uh, there's, there, there's no uh, requirement of the child of God. I mean, the preachers are getting up and they're flocking to these churches. They're getting a pat on the back and a cup of Kool-Aid. Uh, and their kids are getting happy time. Uh, and the, the, the adults are getting uh, uh, encouraging time. But all in the midst of that, uh, uh, it's a bunch of carnal people that are living like the world because they're of the world. It's a bunch of preachers uh, that's never been called. They got a certificate from seminary to declare uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel and we wonder how we got in the shape we're in. I'm going to tell you how, friend, uh, uh, because this crowd, one crowd's went too far right and one crowd's, crowd's went too far left. But I want to walk the straight and the narrow way. I want to try to lead our church down that perfect path that has been set up by none other than the Lord Jesus. But in doing so, we must remember to stay in love with Him. I'll tell you what you get. You'll get dry, dead. Sure, the doctrine's right. Sure, sure, the songs are right. Sure, the everything's good. But if He's not at the top of the list, you'll get dead, dry religion. Y'all ever seen them people? They've got it all right, but they're religious robots. I've never understood those churches. They sit there with their hands crossed and their legs folded and they might say amen every now and then, but nothing ever stirs them. Nothing ever moves them. I mean, friend, listen to me. That, that's, just, that's, that's not probably as bad as the liberal, but it's just as dead. Yes, sir. Amen. amen. You realize we can have it all right, but if he's not here, ain't nothing ever going to happen. There's no sinners going to get saved. There's no prodigals coming home. There's no Christians going to grow and mature in the, in the, in the works and the ways, the will of God. There's absolutely no good that comes from forgetting your first love. By the way, He is our first love. We love Him tonight because He... That's why we're here. Amen. That's why we're here. And so we said, how in the world do you get back to a place where you... Return to your first love. Number one, Sunday, we said this, and I'm not going to re-preach it, but number one, you've got to remember thy first love. Verse number five, the first word in our text is remember. Remember. Uh, can I say this? The advice, the counsel that is given them from Christ is to remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. Can I say this? And, and I went over it Sunday, but how in the world could we forget? How, I mean, you get to thinking over the over the years of your life. How could you forget? I mean, God saved you. God has sheltered you. God sustained you. God has supplied all your need. I mean, somebody ought to give me a good, loud, independent Baptist amen that God has been good. How, how, how does somebody reach the place where they forget the things of God? Well, it's very easy. We, we ain't going to go there, but Hebrews chapter number 11, you'll find that's the hall of faith. Faith, 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 faith. Hebrews chapter number 12, it's focus. The Lord said, looking unto Jesus, set beside those weights which so easily beset you, it's focus. But then in, in uh, Hebrews 12, 5, we find the word forget. And then in Hebrews chapter 13, we find the word forget and remember. Uh, can I say this? Remembrance works three ways. Number one, I said remembrance will bring about repentance. When you get a looking back over your life at how good God has been, you know what the Bible said? The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Then you'll get to 
remembering. If you remember, it brings about regret. We seen the rich man in Luke chapter number 16. He had his memory in that awful place called hell. Remembrance brings about regret, but thank God remembrance can bring about rejoicing. I went to Mark 16, talked to you about Mary Magdalene and the three that was with her. And they showed up to the empty tomb. And there they brought those, the Bible said, those sweet spices. And every time you find those sweet spices in the Old Testament, it's, a, it's an incense offering of praise. And how it's a type and a picture of dead Christianity and dead church. But when they brought their praise uh, to a place that was dead and they began to remember, so to speak, it wasn't long they turned around and guess who showed up? It was Jesus. They're supposing Him to be the gardener, but He shows up. May I remind you that the Bible still says uh, in Psalms 22, verse number 3, that God inhabits our praise. Uh, we are to praise His blessed name uh, here tonight. But moving on, this is where I'm wanting to get. Uh, how in the world can somebody that's forgot their first love uh, return uh, to the first love? Look in verse number 5. The Bible said, Remember therefore from which thou art fallen and repent. Now this is a word that you ain't going to hear much in a whole lot of churches. Repent. What is repent? That's exactly right. The Bible tells us to repent of our sin. Now why is it? Why is it every Sunday, every Wednesday, people come to the altar and pray the same prayer, and then they get up and they walk out there and they mess up in the same area again and again and again and they come back and then they go out and they come back and they, I'll tell you why because we get to feeling sorry we get to feeling guilty and we know that we haven't we, we've distanced ourselves from our Lord and our Savior and so it, it gets in our mind we've done this wrong and so we come up and say Lord I, I'm sorry please forgive me Lord I repent but really what you're doing is clearing your conscience you never really turn from that sin you never really turned away from what it is uh, uh, that's holding you from where you ought to be with God. Now let's just be honest tonight. Uh, there's, there's not one person in the room tonight that is as close as we should be or we could be. I'm going to focus on that could be tonight because there's all kind of sin in our life that somehow or another we categorize. Well, I know this is sin, but I know that is wrong, but I mean, I know I've heard this so many times. Well, I think the Lord, you know, He understands. Listen to me. That there was a hill called Calvary uh, 2,000 years ago where He bled and died uh, for our sin and the sin of the whole world. He don't understand uh, our sin. He died for it. He paid for it. He redeemed us. He freed us from our sin. And every time we go back to fulfilling this old flesh, we crucify Him afresh with no regard of what He's done for our sin. So what have we got to do? you got to repent. you got to turn away from me ask you something. I don't know how the night's going to go. I've been sick for two days and I'm already losing my voice. Let me ask you something. What's it going to take for you to really repent from whatever it is that's keeping you out of fellowship with your first love. And we might as well just get honest on Wednesday night. There's a room full of repentance needs done tonight. Amen. I'm not going to get very 
bringing amens right there, and that's because this stuff that puts us. There's a whole lot of repenting that ought to be going on in this place here tonight. There's lost people. Right. Yep. They need to repent. Amen. And believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. And get saved. Amen. There's saved people. They need to get on these altars and repent. Yes. And return fellowship. Remember wherefore from which thou hast fallen. And repent. What is repent? Again, it's to turn. I'm not talking about getting up here and saying, All right, Lord, he had my number tonight. Please forgive me. And you have absolutely no intention on stopping whatever it is. Now, this kind of preaching is hard to preach through. But I'm here to tell you, even in a good church like ours, there's all kinds of sin in this place. All kinds of sin. There's sin in the youngest. All the way to the oldest. Are you listening? Yes. Right, son. Bob, what are you going to do with your seat? Shelby? What are you going to do with it? See, we look at our sin and we, and we, and we, we pamper it. We pat it. We hold it. Then we wonder. You realize, look around what God's done for us. Have you been good? Amen. Yes, sir. There's a whole lot more He could do if we yeah. get right. Amen. Amen. You don't think we're right? No, I don't. Amen. You want to know why I don't think we're right? Well, for one, the Bible says if you say you have no sin, you deceive yourself. And the truth is not in you. We tell you something about all these people and say, I bust on him talking to me. I've got no sin. Most of them need to get saved. Amen. Truth of them. Are you listening? I'm preaching to this just I know we ain't throwing stuff around it, but I'm still preaching what God's put on my heart. And this is this is tough preaching in this day and hour. But I'm trying to tell you, it's time for still water Baptist church to do something about our sin. You're not in close fellowship with the Lord like you think you are. Let me tell you something. If we was all just exactly where we should be, every time that we sing down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood applied glory to His name, there'd be, be a room full. There's probably 60 here or better. There'd be a room full with tears. Are you listening? Oh, yeah. There'd be a room full with hands up. There'd be a room full of two or three wild Indians like me taking a lap. I understand every service ain't like that, but I'm here to tell you even when it's down, and by the way, God brings it down, but it's sweet and it's solemn. And listen, it's, it, 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 it comforts us and it helps us. Sometimes the waters get deep and we can't run. Sometimes they get deep and we can't shout. But in those times, friend, uh, there's still a liberty about the people of God uh, that's free to worship. What in the world binds us up? What binds and constricts the service? We give the devil too much credit. I'm trying to tell you something tonight. We give him too much credit. A lot of times we'll have an off service and we'll say, oh, the devil sure did fight. No. I'll tell you what the problem is. Uh, even in a good old time country Baptist church uh, is we've walked in with carnality and 
Pharisaean and self and self-righteousness and, and Pharisaean, uh, Pharisaical mindsets. And God can't move in our hearts as long as we have sin. Why is it that none of your prayers have been answered? You've been praying, 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 praying. I, I understand sometimes God makes us wait. But you know what I know. When you're in fellowship with God through and by your prayer life. I'm going to say something right here. If all you do is now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I should die before I wake and pray the Lord my soul to take. One, two, three, stick a needle in my eye, cross my heart, hope to die. But you know what's sad? I would say even in this church, maybe not those exact words, but I bet there's a good 75% of the people here tonight who have really not communed with God in a very long time. When's the last time you knelt down and you couldn't get up because of his presence? Some of y'all's never experienced that. I'm preaching. And you think you're right with God and you don't know what it is? Listen here, old timers. How many of y'all heard this word? Some of you old, older ones in here, you've heard it. You've heard this term. Some of y'all have no idea what it's like to pray through. I've read, I've read commentaries. Men would talk about how they would go to their grandma's house and that before they even got to the door, they could hear grandma in the chambers, in the back somewhere, calling out to God and, and having, having fellowship with God. I, I've read and heard that from people that they knew when they were praying, they could feel the presence of their wife's prayer or their husband's prayer. I mean, my God, how many of y'all need God to do something? Maybe not for you, but for somebody you love and you ain't even got enough time to kneel down and call out and pour yourself out before the throne room of God and we think we're good, we think we're right and we think we're close and you have no idea what it is to pray through. What do you need to do? I know, Brother Josh, I sure was hoping for a picnic. Well, if you'll listen to what's being preached, you'll get picked up and stay that way. Amen. Amen. We talk about old time. We're old time. Old time goes deeper than the King James Bible in suit and dresses. Amen. A whole lot deeper, preacher. Old time, he goes a whole lot deeper than a red back hymnal and glory to his name and a string piano and guitars. I mean, thank God. We ain't got the lights out. Thank God. Fog machine ain't going. Thank God it don't sound like ACDC AC concert when we, when we walk. Thank God for all that. But we, listen, just because it looks right, don't mean we're right. There's a whole lot of people that are in love more with old time religion than they are the redemption and the redeemer of their soul. They worship old time religion more than they do God. They talk more about old time religion than they do their Savior. They rejoice more. That's hard to fathom. But they rejoice more over what they are than they do the one who made them what they are. What do we do about that? you got to do some real soul searching tonight. Look deep on the inside of who you are and repent. Amen. What's he say? Verse 4, he said that y'all got it all together. 
Verse 2 and 3, you're not lazy. you got patience. You're abstaining from evil. You can identify heretics and false prophets and false apostles. You, you've got enough spiritual discernment. You can try the spirits. But he said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. What? I'm getting hung up. When is the last time? Now, are y'all listening? I, I want you to answer this honestly in your mind. When is the last time that you had God show up in such a way that you could not describe it? And it wasn't at church. It was just you and you. When's the last time that you opened this book at your house? Nobody was around. You began to read. Tears. Are y'all listening? The tears began to come down your cheeks and hit the pages of this word because it was so precious to you. Some of y'all has never experienced that. You think you're right with God? Come on, preacher. I mean, I'm preaching. Yes, sir. Preaching right. Trying to help us. I really want this place. You have no idea the vision. If you knew my vision, some of y'all would freak out and leave. Right. Because it's big. You know, I'm just going to be honest. Some of y'all are going to laugh and smirk right here. But you're going to fall over dead when God answers my prayer. I pray every day, God and our church needs a million dollars. Some of y'all are thinking, right now, that'll never happen. It may not. But I'm going to pray and believe He'll get to us in my faith. Now what are you going to do when a million dollars rolls in? Yeah. You're going to shout like the rest of us, but you don't believe me when I'm telling you. Are you all listening? Amen. Why do we need a million dollars? we got stuff needs done. We need money in the bank. Amen. Right. Amen. We, need, we need money to build a church that over there. We can't do nothing with that. It's, made, it's a waste of space pretty much. We eat dinners over there, but the basements are destroyed. The foundation's falling out from under it. The building's old, and it ain't worth a nickel. Now we're gonna get we're gonna thank God for at least we got something. Right. But let's be honest, it ain't worth the blood and nickel. Come on, preacher. It ain't. What do we need? We need a, a church. This is not a church. We made it a church, but it's not a church. Well, this is gonna be a fellowship hall. Some of y'all is freaking out. And I right. We're gonna turn this back into a fellowship hall. We're gonna build out the side. We're not gonna go near this hall, wasted space, hard heating, cool. And we're going to build a church. We're going to have rock pillars. We're going to have rock around the bottom of it all the way around. And we're going to have big, nice classrooms, a couple nice offices, a big, nice open foyer with a welcome table when you come in. Get your little, get your little cinnamon candy. Are you listening? Oh, yeah. We're going to have bathrooms and more than one John in them. Oh, yeah. They're going to be three or four. We're going to make a real big one for the biggies. With a big dish. And baby changing stations. Amen. I know y'all don't believe me, but it's going to happen. Yes, sir. We need that. We need them classrooms for these babies. Yes, and this right here could be a deluxe fellowship, Paul slash gym. Let me tell you something. And I'm praying, Lord, we need a million dollars so we don't go in debt. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Yes. I'm, I'm stepping out on them of faith, and I'm about to. I'm about to I'm like, I don't know what I'm fixing to say. I really don't want to say it. But when we go to building, 
I don't want to go on deck. Are you listening? That makes it almost sound impossible, don't it? I don't want to go on deck for all that. I don't have the money to pay for it. I do. Deacon, you're going to go hit me there for free. Oh, we're happy. You're going to help me. And the rest of y'all can do stuff you're going to do it for free. Why? Because you love the Lord. But you see the vision that God, listen, you know whose eyes you're supposed to be looking through? I'm looking through his, you're supposed to be looking through mine. Oh, yeah. Hey, if I preach this somewhere down the road, 14 dickens would have stood up and started flipping me off. They would have. That's exactly what they've done. Now look at it. If I'd have been anywhere else in Knox Whitley or Long County, besides Stillwater and Holy Deacon, what we are doing, he's going to do it for free. They're throwing me out. Why ain't that going on here? I'll tell you why. Because we're doing it the Bible way. Oh, yes. Amen. Yes, sir. I said all that to say this. I believe all that in my heart and my faith. As I've been praying. There's folks sitting here. You better listen. You ain't going to outrun Y'all ain't feeling the water rise like I am, but I'm getting deep because I'm, I'm, I'm making what I believe public. And I'm going to be tried for it. There's people sitting right here tonight. I don't care how bad or how hard you run. God is going to get you. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. Uh, you're at his cross. Yeah. 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 I woke up this morning, Brother Ray. Yeah. This morning. 7 18. I looked at my phone. And I prayed a prayer for an individual. I said, God, I ain't quitting until you say. I will not stop, Lord. I'm right with you. I told you, see, I'm going to pray. So much conviction. Right. Yes. Ain't no way they don't say no. Right. Yeah. I'm a Calvinist. You got a free will. But I'm praying God will stop your will through the portals yes. of hell. Amen. 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 And I don't scare some of y'all that you got somebody praying like that, but I'm praying like that. Amen. 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 I mean that. Amen. Brother Shelby, I talked to you a little bit today. I pray. God, let him be a good example of care. They've been, they've been hanging out. That's good. I want y'all to have friendships. Now, I'm not going to hang out with you all the time. Because you need a preacher, not a buddy. Hey, man. I'm feeling good, boys. I want to. I'll be honest. I want to run with everyone else. Right. I want to hunt, break laws. <laughs> Pull down posted signs and spit Levi Garrett on the tree. That's what I want to do. But Brother Tory told me, you know what you and the boys at your church need more than they need you as a friend? His exact words was, they need a man of God. Now I'm just going to tell you something. I'm flesh enough you hang around me alone, you're going to start losing some of that respect. Because I'm a man just like you are. And I enjoy I enjoy my verse, but I'm a man. 
Ready, Lisa? Yeah. And Brother Shelby? You and Caleb? You and John? You and whoever? Hang out and run and hunt. That's great. At the end of the day, I'm going to ask you to stand right there. That if you let me down, you let God down, and you get behind that pulpit, Brother Caleb's going to question my decision making. He's going to question my discernment. If you showed him another side that I don't know, he's going to think, well, I thought Pastor would have been able to tell. Yeah. Are you listening? Oh, I'm putting the weights on you. Putting heavy weights on you because somebody has got to realize there's some things that I'm letting go and I should. You get back to your first love if you get those things right. Amen. Husbands and wives, you only love each other, doing things you should. Repent. Wives, don't submit your husbands as to the Lord. Husbands, don't lead and love your wife like Christ led and loved the church. Repent. Are you listening? I know we're all going to have a bad day at some point, but Buster Brown, God never gives you the right to stand up, throw stuff, cuss and holler, and raise hell, and then come in here and act like you're spiritual. Yeah, man, yeah. I know we sometimes have got to put our homes in line, but there's a way we can do it. Yeah, I don't know what we'll say next. I'm just preaching what the Lord tells me. Some of y'all, not just talking to the ladies, some of y'all need to, need to, may need to repent concerning your finances and how you spend your money. We lock up when the preacher gets up. And I used to be afraid to talk like this, but I'm not. Because it's Bible. But I sit up here tonight and I said, all right, we got a lot more people than we had six months ago, but our offerings ain't going up. Know what that tells Are y'all listening? Know what that tells me? A, the people that have been given is slacked off because we got more people. Or B, Everybody that's always been given, still given, and the ones that came on, joined the church and all that, ain't given nothing. Well, I'm not going to close my Bible and leave you, Mike, but I'm not. Right. What do you say? If you're not tithing, you're sinning. Repent. I can't believe he'd say that. Well, I'm trying to get, you know what the Bible said, the winners of heaven would open up and bless you? You don't know how? Everybody wants that, don't they? Who wants the blessings of God? Me. Who wants the blessings of God? Me. Who wants the blessings of God? All of us, fingers, toes. We all do. You know how to do that? Give. I'm not a Joel Osteen. I'm not sitting up here and telling you to give to fill my pocket. I'm not up here trying to buy something for your money. I need God to do something here, and it requires money. Yeah, man. If you ain't giving, repent. Right. Turn away from your selfishness. And being a robber, Malachi, and give. Somebody said, well, I, I got to looking at my budget. And if I had to give last Sunday, there's just no way I would have been able to pay my electric bill. I'm going to tell you all how to tithe. Are you ready? Here's how to tithe. On Sunday morning, get your checkbook out. And write today's date. What you made, by the way, we just we don't only believe in a tithe, we believe in a tithe and an offering. That's right. If the law required a tenth, right. 
How much more does grace require? Amen. They had to earn the law. They weren't even redeemed by the law. They were condemned by the law. Right. Tithing, by the way, for all you saying that's Old Testament, it's all the way through. I'll right. prove that to you later. Here's how you tithe. You won't go through and bounce and say, well, I think I can make it. You look at what you owe, and you give you a little offer, and you write it out, and you put it in the offering plate, and you don't do it worried and scared to death. You say, Lord, you told me if I do it, you'd help me and bless me and open windows of heaven. Here it is. I'm glad to do something. So I'm all the time more than I do, and I'm a pastor. But I tithe. I tithe, and I give an offering. Sure is. I, I'm, I'm not trying to brag, or I'm, I, but listen, I'm the example, so I'll just tell you what I do. Right. Are you listening? I almost double. I'm $10 shy of doubling my tithe. Every single week. Come on now. I'm $10 shy. Sister Maybe keeps the book. She'll tell you. When I made less money, my tithe was less. When I made more money, my tithe and my offering went up. Amen. Come on, preacher. He's telling right. There's three people that can tell you that. That's right. Okay. So every week. What are you saying? I'm just pointing out some things that we overlook. See? Oh, that ain't sin. It is sin. It is sin. What about that one that you hate their guts? God help. Are y'all still here? What about that one that you bury if you can get away with it? Come on, preacher. Let me tell you what you need to do, Joker. You need to get right with God. And repent. You just don't know how bad they hurt me. I don't care how bad they hurt me. Right? And God don't either. Let me tell you something, folks. We're still here, by the way. Preaching. I'm still preaching. Let me tell you something. Ain't nobody on the planet ever loved you as much as Christ. And you ain't done nobody worse on the planet than you've done him. Get over yourself, get off your horse, and forgive them. They didn't ask for forgiveness. Eh? Who cares? Forgive them. Are we okay? Talk about repenting. There's some things that need repented of. You don't know why you're not in close fellowship like you once were? You've got things that's come in the way that you've not repented of. Don't take my word for it. He said, Thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent. Repent. Thirdly, some of y'all are glad to hear that. In order to return to thy first love, you must revisit thy first love. Bear with me. I'm trying. Look at verse 5. Revelation chapter 2 verse 5. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works. Time out. There's some southern Baptist or free will Baptist or Pentecostal or church of God somebody or another that's going to run you to Revelation 2 verse 5 and tell you right there is where you get saved again. That's not what it says. Read it with me. Look at your Bible. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works. First of all, stop. How are we saved? Right. 
For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. You can take that verse and preach that salvation. It's not salvation. Or then they're going to run you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That is not getting saved again. You know what that is? That's what's already in you coming out. Proving you're saved by the sanctification and separation of your life. Listen, I'm not one of these easy, easy, easy believism cats that says you repeat after me or say this prayer and live like hell and you all go to heaven. But I also ain't one of them that thinks you lose it. Now if you disagree, bless your heart, but I can show you the Bible, right? Somebody on the shelf. Thank God when He saved me, He saved me for eternity. Forever and ever and ever. I didn't get myself into the family. I sure enough can get myself out. He said return. Repent and do the first works or else I will come and be quickly. Do the first works. Somebody, I forget who it was, but cornered my mom with this. It's been about a year or so. I don't know exactly who it was. She corn you, she asked. I think it was Aunt Joyce. I think. What does that mean? Do the first works. Right. I'm to tell you exactly what that means. You go back. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. Go back to the place where you failed. You didn't find it. He didn't leave you. You left him. Right. Repent. Do the first works. What's that mean? Start over afresh. By the way, when you repent, listen to me, it takes you back to square one. Yes, sir. Thank God, listen, Big E. If we'll confess our sin, He's faithful just forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when you remember, where'd you fall? Remember, go back, repent. And then, you know what you're going to do? You'll find a revisit to that first place. I, I tell you, for one, I am a true living example. When I was 18, right before I turned 19, I was saved. I was saved as a 7-year-old boy. From 14 to 18, lived in the world, lived for myself, satisfied my flesh and, and sin, but I never did. I never did lose what God did for me. I Listen to me. I did not lose being a son. Amen. This is not talking of sonship. It is talking of fellowship. Dad, I'm going to ask you. Is there anything on the planet that I could do to change the fact that your blood runs through my veins? I might, but even get so far that he said, I'm done with you. I can't do nothing. I can't have fellowship with my son. But at the end of the day, when they run my DNA, yep. his DNA, I don't care what I've done or how bad. Even, there's, there's parents that hate their there's parents that hate their children. I'm not saying that's right. But at the end of the day, they're still their children. You don't know why God made all these things the way he did so we can understand a little bit of our relationship with him. You don't know why God created marriage so you can understand what it's like to be his bride. You can almost kind of understand what it is when God says, when the Bible says, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. You, you, you understand His love for you and how much more you should love her. Well, what about this? Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as to the 
things in the world. What about the love for a son? May I ask you, you all something. How many of y'all would lay down in that road and die tonight for your children? How did God, how could it be possible for us to love someone so much? God did that. You want to know why? So we could see what it was like, just kind of what it was like when he said, here, here world, here's my son to die for all of you. That's why God gives us sons and daughters. What about brethren? Brothers, sisters, physically. My sister's not here tonight. I love her with all my heart. She loves me with most of her heart. <laughs> That's recent. We've just got to most. We're going to get to all eventually. But when I look at my sister, she looks at her brother, you know what it does? It gives me an idea of what God expects between me and Brother Ray. Because he is my brother. How's he my brother? Well, the blood of Christ now flows through our veins when we got saved and reborn. You know, you ever heard the term born again? That's Bible. Nicodemus said, well, how can I be born again? Do I return to my mother's womb? That's what he told Jesus. Jesus said, no. There's one birth by water and one birth by blood. There's one natural birth and there's one spiritual birth. And when you get born in this world, I don't care what you want to do about it. You cannot undo that. So if we cannot undo a natural birth, fine. In God's name, does people think you're going to do a spiritual one? Amen. I mean, this to me, Brother Dax, is common sense. Amen. And there's Bible for all of it. Amen. Some of y'all have been raised under the thumb that you've got to get saved 18 billion times. Don't try to argue with me, shout with me, but you got it right the first time. If he's your, how in the world can you cry out the Father if you can be removed and he won't be your Father? Is God alive when he said he's your Father? Did he mean temporarily? I mean, does anybody have a temporary Father? No! He's our Heavenly Father for eternity. Hey, do the first works. What's that? Go back, remember, repent, revisit the place where you met him. Guess what you'll have? You'll have restoration and renewed and right spirit within you. How do you get back to remembering your first love? You gotta go back and revisit it. How many of y'all remember the 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 uh, what do you call them? The little butterflies in your stomach when you got saved. Yeah. Or when you got right. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember coming in bowed over that the Bible said that woman come in crooked? Yes. But she left that straight. Right. Okay, the single, you've died your salvation 18,694 times. Right. Let me tell you something. I remember you walked in and you was like this. Yeah. You had all that darkness, sin, weight, yeah. all that stuff. You know what happened? Thank God of his word, folks. It's like this. That's how you came in. Right. I mean, you know the picture, but I can show it to you on my phone. You know what you are? Now, how did you get like this? Right. Yeah. You got born again. Amen. Quit right. doubting it. Amen. Don't doubt it. Shout it, honey. You don't say. Don't listen. The devil's going to try to wait a while to make you really think that God has went back on his word. But I've done seen some of y'all turn around. I've done seen y'all see some of y'all stand up and walk free and stray. Who cares what your flesh, the devil, or the world, or some jack heretic says when God saved you, saved you forever. And some people that can never 
Jesus Christ is going to say all the time, all the time trying to redo, 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 redo something God's done. Yeah, man. Let me ask you something, brother. Brother Dad. How would it make you feel if I come to you every other day and said, Dad, I, would you please make me your son again? What do you mean? You are my son. I don't feel like I'm your son. I mean, Dad, I let you down. I did something that you would hate. I went against everything you told me. You told me not to steal, and I stole that truth thing. I'm confessing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so no things. I have not. I have not. I have not. You're grieving, boy. That's what you do. Oh. What about this, Dad? What well, if I come to you Saturday morning to go hunting? I come in and I was puking and had a headache. Felt bad because Friday night I got blistered. Now you feel. Probably real mad, disappointed, let down. You probably rebuke me. Might even walk. Might. I'm not saying that. You joke. I mean, he might. He might. You're so let down and heartbroken me because here I am. Look at what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be leading all these people. And I have done just the worst thing in the world. But then today, would you ever look at me and say, but because you've done that, you're not going to myself? It's all work. It could. At the end of the day, his blood is in my veins. Amen. I wish some, some of y'all still ain't getting it. Some of y'all still ain't getting it. The first works, it's not salvation. I mean, some of y'all need to get up and take a victory lap. The devil's beat you to hell and back trying to tell you that you're lost and you ain't. Amen. I'm not one of these that takes advantage of doubters. To get my numbers up, to get on Facebook and say we had three savings the same three six months ago. Quit trying to redo your work to redo salvation and just realize when he bought you, he bought you to give you forever. Yeah, man. It's good. Quit wrestling with it. If you put your faith in God, my God, I can't never get as far as I want. You know what this Bible says, Big E? Thou shalt believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Thou shalt be saved. Amen. You confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. <coughs> Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord come on now. shall be saved. Amen. For God did not come to condemn the world, come on now. but that through him the world. The, the Bible came to seek and to save that which was lost, not that which was out of fellowship. Let me tell you something. All these, all these getting born again, born again, born again, they can't separate sonship and fellowship. Amen. You know what happened Friday night if I went and got blistered drunk? I couldn't come in on Sunday morning preaching the fire. Why? God did not push back for me, David Kilpatrick. Here's what I've done. Now he's where he's always been. Right. Why do you feel lost? Look here. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why you feel lost. Why in God's name I picked Dave to be the Lord? I don't know, but I did. <laughs> Look at me. There's my father. Now hold on. Stay with me. I'm still preaching. 
When I first got in, killed Patrick. He was just like this. Close to me. This is how it's happened here. Hear me. This is how it's happened. Are you up, Mike? Am I hurting? No. I'm a veteran. I'm a man. <laughs> this is how we start when we get saved, baby. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. You remember when you could feel his arms around you? Mm-hmm. You remember when you could feel his breath on your neck? Mm-hmm. You remember when you could just so close you could feel his heartbeat? But then through the, through the, through the time, sin got in. Come on, preacher. It started here. He's still close enough though I can reach out and touch him. But then it got here. Right. And we had to stretch. Then he got here. And he got here. And he got here. He takes up the father, didn't go to the father. Right. He ain't gonna chase you down. Right. Why has God forsaken me? He didn't forsake you. He's not as close as he once was. That's because you got out of the seat. Are y'all with me? This is simple. This is ABC Kindergarten 1, 2, 3. But so many Christians live in defeat because they can't see that when they step back, they distance themselves. Because that's called an illustration. There's an old man and an old lady that was driving down the road in the car. The old man was driving. The old lady was sitting in the passenger seat and they were driving down through there and they stopped at the red light. And they looked to their right uh, Brother Ray, and to see this young couple, and you know how it is, yeah. the young couple, she's sitting in the middle. She ain't sitting in the passenger seat, she's sitting in the middle. Oh, yes. And they're stopped at the red light, and they're kissing on one another, and holding hands, and hugging, and he's, yeah, he's playing with her hair, and she's feeling his muscles, and, right. I mean, and, and she looked over and said, huh, look at that. I can't tell you the last time you loved on me like, that, like he's loving on her. And the old man looked at her and said, I'm still in the same seat. You're the one that moved over. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? Oh, yeah. I'm still in the driver's seat. You went from the middle to the passenger side. Some of y'all, listen to me. I'm going to be done in just a minute. Some of y'all's right through your Christianity in the passenger seat. And God would love for you to be up next to Him. But you have got to revisit Calvary. And revisit when God rescued your soul. Put your leg in the Lamb's book of life. Set you free. Lifted your ship. You've got to go back where you got to revisit. You know God. You can go so far with God. Y'all read that in your Bible where it says deliver such a one unto Satan? Yes, sir. For the destruction of his flesh? That's not a lost man. No, sir. That's a saved man. Right. I believe God help. I could go so far with my father that he'd have to push me away. Are you listening? Yes, sir. There's some sin I could commit I know my dad would love in his heart, but he'd say that's too far. Right? But just because he cut me off, so to speak, or turned me over, does not change the fact that when my name is written on the obituary, my last name is still Griffin. Right. And my middle name is still Scott, by the way. He's Scott one. I'm Scott two. And I just Scott three. Are you listening? Right. We're the originals. Right. We're the three musketeers. Right. Are y'all with me? Amen. How do you get back to your first love? Revisit. 
Sadly, fourthly, and I'm done. What if you don't do any of those things? Got your Bibles? Look, look at it with me. I'm done. Revelation 2, verse 5. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent. Do the first work, or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Look, look in verse 1. Under the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Y'all know your King James Bible? Y'all know what those seven golden candlesticks are? Yes, sir. They're the seven churches. They're the seven churches that John is writing to in the book of Revelation. Ephesus is one of them. In verse number one, Brother Dave, he's walking in the midst. He's close. The church is meeting with God, and God is meeting with the church. He's in the middle. Where two or three are gathered in the in the where two or three are gathered together in his name. There will I be in the He said, I'm walking in the of the seven goat, which is the seven. Some of y'all's way back yonder somewhere catch up. The seven golden candlesticks are the seven. And he's walking in the midst of the seven golden. Okay. Then in verse number five, he said, except if you don't repent and do the first works, revisit. You know what you find? And you get to a place where there's a removal. It's not a removal of sonship. It's a removal of, a removal of fellowship. He's no longer in the midst. The lights have went out. You know, you know in the Old Testament in the temple, one thing that was always required in the Old Testament in the temple was the candle had to be lit. And when the candle went out, guess who went, went out with the loss of light? God don't dwell in But God is. Y'all see how easy this is? Kindergartners can understand what I'm saying. Now did God did God lose sonship with the church of Ephesus. He lost fellowship. He's no longer walking among them. Why? Because they wouldn't repent. They wouldn't revisit. They wouldn't remember. Therefore, you find a removal. Of sonship? Was there a removal of sonship? Just a removal of? So there was no removal of? But there was a removal of? Now let me ask you something, I'm done. You want to keep coming to church without Him? You want to keep praying a dry prayer? You want to keep reading and it's a dry time in the book? You want to keep coming in and raising your hand but you really don't feel what you're acting like you feel? You want to keep singing songs that don't stir you? Y'all with me? You're not done. Y'all want to keep saying amen when really... The inside saying, oh me. What do we got to do, Brother Teddy? Very simple. You got to fall back in love. You got to remember. Good way to get back is to remember how good he's been. Good way. You got to repent. You got to turn away from whatever that is. Whatever sin. You got to remember. You got to repent. Then you've got to revisit. Do those first works again. Go back. 
where it all started. And you were in sweet fellowship. And remember, if you don't do those three things, the fourth thing that comes is a removal. Not of sonship, but of... Let's all stand. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for this day. God, please use this message to help our church. Lord, there's some folks here that I really believe they'd return, they'd remember, repent, revisit. God, they could experience a life of Christianity like they've never known. I pray, Lord, that you'd use this message to convict hearts and draw people. Please do a work in our hearts that only you can. I can reach their ears, but only you can reach their heart. I'm asking you to do that in this invitation, please. In Jesus' name, amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed.